Voice of the Cape Drive time, 0829-913-913 is the WhatsApp line. We continue our discussion on Mozambique, where we don't know um, how many people remain unaccounted for after attacks in the northernmost province of Cabo Delgado. So, a question, why is the Mozambican government failing to secure the province and, of course, the town of Palma? We now chat to Professor of Constitutional and International Law at UNISA, Dr. Andre Thomashausen. Uh, Professor, welcome to the show. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, listeners. Right. This is uh, uh, an interesting story, but uh, people seem to not understand what's going on there. Some people are seeing it's just like an Islamic insurgency, but it's not that. It's about the oil, isn't it? And it's about the fact that local people are not very happy about Total being on their land. Well, it's a sad African story, but it's not so exceptional. Um, We can go back to, to... 2017. 2017, some wealthy and particularly greedy Mozambican businessmen decided that that the police and the army must put an end to informal mining, uh, to the informal collecting of precious stones and gold uh, and timber and animal trophies, and uh, they started a clean-up operation. Unfortunately, um, this clean-up operation started interfering with Islamic communities. And the thing escalated, and three mosques were closed by the state, and uh, roadblocks were suddenly forcing men to shave their beards right there and then on the open street, and were ripping off uh, traditional dresses from young women, and were ripping off the hijab. And, and uh, there was a very ugly aggression against a very peaceful Muslim communities that have lived there for many, many hundreds of years. So uh, it then happens that this gets mixed up with an ethnic conflict. There's a very small Christian minority living in the province of Cabo Delgado at more or less 10% of the population. And uh, this is uh, linked to the ethnic group of the Maconde that are very distinct from, from the other ethnic groups living there. So these tensions built up. And young people took it upon themselves to avenge the honor of their parents, and they started attacking the police. They would attack police stations at night, or they would burn a police vehicle at night. And this escalated further, and then we have attacks on entire towns, like in 2020. The seizure, the taking of a very important uh, coastal town, Mossimboa da Praia, which has the the best port in, in that province. Uh, so it was to, ex- to be expected that this would continue and escalate further. Uh, foreign mercenaries got involved. Um, foreign countries got involved. The American Green Berets have recently landed. And the U.S. government uh, has nearly really suddenly declared uh, that the people um, fighting for their rights in Cabo Delgado are international terrorists. And this makes uh, any contact with, with any one of those people uh, an act of international terrorism and exposes even us here talking on the radio at, at, at risk. So it's become impossible to have a dialogue, to, to engage in some kind of conflict resolution. Uh, the churches are very worried and aggrieved, including the Catholic Church, who have tried to reach out to the young people who are the insurgents. The Catholic Bishop of Pemba, on the insistence of the government, was recalled by the Vatican and was reposted to a place in Brazil. 
So we're seeing uh, a very unhappy uh, escalation, which, of course, is, is very good in the business plans and the income projections for private mercenary companies. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's part of the problem, isn't it? Because the locals um, are not taking kindly uh, to being policed by um, mercenary companies. And I, I must add, um, it seems as if uh, South African ones. Yes, this is a very disturbing thing. We do have legislation, very strong and modern legislation, against the South Africans providing military services outside South Africa. It's an activity that is licensed and you need uh, permission, just as if you would export arms from South Africa. And these people just do what they want. They, uh, they arm civilian helicopters here in Wonderboom. They, they find some people who weld them together, breaching every and all uh, civil aviation regulations. And, of course, they find pilots who, for money and probably not having very happy lives, uh, agreed to fly these things. And Amnesty International has accused them of having um, indiscriminately fired into civilians, uh, uh, launched missile attacks against the hospital, and, uh, and committed war crimes. Uh, and there are many, many videos that have been shot of, of terrible abuses of the civilian population. The Mozambican security forces, uh, once there's an attack somewhere, they... They come to the villages, they rang up, they gang up a couple of young people, they tie them up and they start beating them viciously, hoping that uh, this way they would find out something about where the insurgent uh, people might be hiding. Um, um, a, a totally unsustainable situation. And now, of course, we inevitably get called that the FNDF should be deployed to Cap Delgado and, uh, and should start some kind of Vietnam war there. I, I do pray that the ANC has, has a, is cool-headed enough to understand that this isn't really a military problem. It's a governance problem. It's, it's a developmental problem. Uh, one of the largest gas fields in the world is being developed there. And, and all the contracts to supply services to this project, to build housing, to supply food, to supply fuel, to supply transport, it's all going to, uh, to interests which are not from that province. The province is not benefiting in any way whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, that's where it gets sad, doesn't it? And, of course, the arrival of AFRICOM, uh, the United States uh, Military Command in Mozambique. Um, I hasted on end when I saw it. You said the Green Berets landing in Mozambique because um, they are definitely going to want to militarize the situation and think they can just sweep the broom and the problem will disappear. Um, a lot of people are now worried about the spillovers. Uh, Cabo Delgado is, is bordered by Tanzania, Malawi, Zambia as well, that this is going to have a major effect in the SADC region if it's not um, dealt with in the proper fashion. I do hope that SADC and, and South Africa is one of the strongest leaders in SADC, that they can uh, make prevail the notion that regional problems should be solved within the region first before we get an involvement of, of faraway foreign powers or United Nations. Uh, so uh, I think SADC should again urgently meet on this issue, um, assure Mozambique that, that SADC is standing with Mozambique. And of course, nobody has an interest in, in, in frustrating a major, major, a fantastic energy project in Mozambique, which will which can catapult Mozambique from the 
the rank of, of the fourth least developed country in the world to, to a country where, where people have a chance and can get on and can get education and have health care. So uh, I think the, the region must also look after the good development of this asset. And we must use our experience here in South Africa of overcoming conflict in a, in a civilized way uh, without creating without creating a scorched earth, without creating a wasteland, because uh, these, uh, these uh, heavy-handed military operations, we know what they produce. We know it from, from Somalia, we know it from Syria, we know it from Libya, we know it from Iraq, uh, we know it from Yemen. It, it destroys entire nations, and in the end you are left with anarchy. So uh, uh, religious uh, leaders, of course, should also play their role. Because if this is if this is all blamed on Islam, then it tarnishes the good name of Islam, and and um, one must understand what is actually why are some young people there uh, shooting up cars and buildings and even decapitating people, and then they they wave a flag that's associated with Islam uh, that is uh, that calls great Islamic nations to the fore. Uh, I am disappointed that uh, great countries like Qatar or Oman or even Saudi Arabia do not do not become involved to to take a responsibility about what is happening there in the name of Islam. No, no, absolutely. I mean, it's a huge problem. Um, I think uh, uh, the South African Muslim community is as deeply concerned as anybody else uh, with the uh, situation in Cabo Delgado. How, do we, how does one convince the Mozambican government who have been singularly ineffective and which suffers from corruption problems uh, like the South African government? How does one get the Mozambican government to buy into a political and economic solution as opposed to a scorched earth one? Mozambican politics have their own intricacies like, like most countries within SADC. Uh, but uh, I think that shouldn't stop community leaders and uh, church leaders and religious communities to uh, to develop their own initiatives uh, to start reaching out to each other so that that all religious communities can uh, can start engaging and and identifying uh, what is happening here, uh, why are young people being motivated to become so violent, and um, and how can one how can one identify the issues that they that they believe uh, they are fighting for and then engage the big multinational company total uh, maybe their approach uh, of corporate social responsibility is wrong maybe maybe their responsibility uh, isn't uh, discharged just by 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 refurbishing a school somewhere or by uh, by helping to tar a road maybe they should actually strengthen the communities that exist there these are these are really impoverished communities where the community leader, where the church, where the imam, they don't even have a vehicle. And sometimes when they have an old vehicle, they don't have money for fuel. There are there are only six working petrol stations in a in a province, the Cabo Delgado province, that is more or less the size of of KwaZulu Natal. Uh, there's only one district hospital there that is actually functioning. So there's a huge level of underdevelopment. And uh, maybe a comprehensive plan and agreement with the government must be reached with the strength and the authority and the money of something like Total to say, fine, we need a five-year plan how to, how to bring some development, how to bring, 
uh, energy to to at least the district towns and 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 plant some seeds of hope in people. Yeah, final question. Do you think a country like Total needs to, to take a step back and realize that at the moment they are not welcome there, despite what uh, fruits could come out of the projects for the people of Mozambique, that at the moment there's no buy-in? Do you think in scenarios like this the multinationals have their responsibilities too? Well, if one does a bit of research, one discovers that the the social capital, the the ownership of the Total giant company is actually American. 75% of of Total is owned by American money, banks, funds, and individuals. Uh, So it's it's a bit uh, confusing to think of it as a French company. Uh, This is why America is also so suddenly so interested in the security situation out there. So one one does have to stand together as a region, I find, as SADC, to say, wait a minute, we don't want some kind of Somalia in the middle of SADC. Uh, we will solve this problem, and we will we will sit down with, with Total. If they want the gas, they will have to agree to a social development program, and the Mozambican government may have to agree to to earn less royalties for the next five or ten years, so that more of the benefits can be applied directly to Cabo Delgado to to reduce the level of of social despair. Professor Andre Thomashausen, constitutional and international law expert at UNISA, thanks for chatting to us about Mozambique. Thank you. Bye bye. Drive time ninety one point three.